You're listening to the Flight of Fantasy podcast, a fantasy football podcast by the shit show Fantasy Football League. Yeah, we still need to get our drop right. I know, it's still a bit too long. But you know what? It keeps the people interested. Yes, I'm sure after 15 episodes of this, they're not going to all understand exactly what's about to happen. I know, they're just like, and here comes the fuckwittery. I mean, it is, it's a beautiful piece composed by uh, Kyle Lino, BT Dubs. I don't know if you're out there listening. Probably not if you have any brain cells. But excellent <laughs> composer. He's out of Idaho now. I can... I can okay let's wrap this one up here buddy <laughs> hey you know what you gotta give credit where it's due because uh, I couldn't have done that no, no. and you couldn't either so we're, we're both like artistically talented I mean someone call us autistically talented but you know not that well yeah no I I can't do music doesn't work for me uh, so instead I do this this is how I spend my Wednesday evenings Two, two white men sitting in a office, you know, just podcasting. Podcasting with some Modelos. Oh, That's... yeah. Some smooth Modelos. Sponsored by Corona <laughs> this week. <laughs> Sponsored by literally no beers in Seattle because they're all craft and they're going to hate us for even having a Modelo at a podcast. So. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we can hop right into it here. Of course, it is Wednesday uh, it's October 27th. Your waivers have already probably processed, so much of the news will not necessarily apply to you. <laughs> like everything in our lives, we're going to be sort of irrelevant today. Yep. Uh, but we can start things off with the check-in counter. This is news and happenings in both the fantasy world and the real football world. Uh, I guess we can take it off the top with the trade. I know. I mean, there, it was sort of a slow week with the NFL, I felt like. No big injuries last weekend. Trade deadline, there's been a lot of whispers, but we finally got something. And um, Mark Ingram is going back to where it all started in NOLA. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an interesting uh, breakdown to see how he and Alvin Kamara split. I mean, that rookie year of Kamara was an amazing year when he was able to sort of throw off some of those runs. Ingram still got a lot of goal line touches. And I think... that. The Saints have realized, like, I mean, they can't run every play through Kamara. His body's not going to take it. He's not a yeah. big guy. Um, he's actually a very small running back. I think he's 5'10", 190 pounds. Yeah. Maybe 200 pounds. But, like, for the NFL, like, he is a small guy. And Well, I think they're going to try and recapture. Effectively, that rookie year with Kamara was what you see with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt this year when they were healthy. They're both incredibly relevant. They both were putting up points. Both great pass-catching backs. Yeah. Both can run between the blockers. Um, it really makes the defense start to question what it, they're lining up with uh, because both backs can go both ways. Um, you could say they're bi-talented. Um, I was going to say not unlike my co-host. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, fantasy relevance, I guess to put a pin on, on Ingram, uh, not much stash him if you are worried about a Camara injury yeah i mean he's one of the stronger handcuffs he knows his offense he knows sean payton um but yeah and just uh just a handcuff for now yeah uh well a traditional handcuff in green bay uh alan lazard the lizard king yeah as as christened by the fantasy footballers the lizard king 
uh, or the Lazard King, the I think. Lazard is. Uh, well, he and Devontae Adams, I don't know if they were playing footsie, but they're both on the COVID list and they're not going to be playing tomorrow night. You probably already knew this, but Lazard was added this morning or last night. Uh, we'll be talking more about Green Bay later. There's a couple of interesting pickups that. Who we are they are playing this week? I don't. Even, the Cardinals on Thursday the night. Cards on Thursday night. Yeah. I mean, going to be a great game, but it'll be interesting, especially when it comes down to fantasy football perspective. So. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will certainly be talking more about that. Uh, this was really an interesting soundbite that was put on Sleeper, uh, not yet a sponsor. Um, Sleeper, if you're listening, please. Uh, but uh, apparently there is an anonymous quote that it would not take much to trade Nikhil Harry out of New England. I mean, the guy coming out of college like looked like the real deal. I mean, it was that, that draft year was an amazing year for wide receivers. But personally, when I was looking at it, I saw Nikhil Harry... And DK Metcalf is like the two top options. Both of them fell out almost of the first round. And Neil came in at 32nd pick that year yeah. by the Patriots. And oh, do you think that's a Jacoby Myers uh, benefit there? Do you think, I mean, are they say, are they a, saying, hey, we have Jacoby, we have Kendrick Bourne. Do we need a Nikhil Harry? Well, in Neil Harry last season, he didn't have to compete with uh, Bourne. And I mean, Myers last year was obviously competing. Yeah. And he, he was still not that relevant last year either. he wasn't relevant last year and i don't know what it is i don't know if this is some personal issues with him not like fitting into new england the pats are like a tough team to like gel into we hear lots of rumors around the nfl that players hate playing for belichick and hate playing for Kraft, and the atmosphere there is unhealthy but then you get guys like cordell patterson who are like yo best team i've ever played for you go in there you get to work you win a championship look at my ring um, some guys can't do that. They can't take that workload. They're coming from smaller programs where they could fuck off, blah, 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 and party. I mean, Neil Harry came from Arizona, the biggest party school in the state. I'm not in the country. I'm not saying he doesn't have a work ethic, but um, something's not gelling properly. I think change of scenery is going to be good for him and the team. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Trade deadlines in a couple of weeks, I, I believe. Two, if not two weeks. Is it two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. Um, Moving on, it looks like uh, this could have slotted there into the uh, the injuries section of the pod, but it looks like George Kittle will be back by week nine. Oh, thank God, finally. Yeah, I have shares of him in my other league, and it's been it's a very narrow bench in that league because the commissioner doesn't quite know what he's doing. Yeah. And uh, that's been horrible. I've had him, and I've had Michael Thomas, and it's just... Oh, that takes up your whole bench right there. Yeah, it's, that's Especially if you're not playing. Like we said last year, uh, last episode... Two IR spots definitely needed, especially with COVID going on, on this season too. Those double IR spots really help out guys, and I mean it makes a um, waiver wires a little 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 loose every week. Then you don't can't really steal a guy who was dropped for IR. Um, but yeah, I mean it makes a little sound of mind for every player. But Kittle, obviously in the shit show, I have him high draft pick. I picked him in the third round, and i've missed him for half the season to be fair both two of my top three picks have been on ir for most of the season uh okay so the excuses are already coming out for our next bit of news it was also my two of my top three draft picks were on ir and six players on the bipocalypse we're we're burying the lead here uh if you were listening last week you know that austin and i played each other head to head this week I was one and five. One and five. You were one and five. And, and he's four. five and one. Yeah. You were five. No, five and two. I was five and two. 
No, it's not. I, I think you were five and one or four and two. Doesn't matter. You were second place yeah. and I was stone dead last. Yeah. And by luck of the draw, my team did not have as many bye week issues with the bipocalypse. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I trounced him. I didn't really because I almost gave it away. Uh, if you were listening last week also, please, I pray to God if you're not in our league. Uh, I played Amon Ross St. Brown on the Detroit Lions who saw like two targets and had no points. Um, and I still somehow pulled that out. I know, but the guy that you almost pulled out of your lineup last week was Tanner Hill, if Carr was available. Um, yeah. And even if, if you did switch for Carr, you still would have beaten me. Um, so that is the good news. But Tanner Hill did play one hell of a game. Yeah. But uh, tied, he didn't even, he was tied for most touchdown passes for his team last game because Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry tied Tanner Hill for touchdown passes. Well, that's fair. Tannehill tied Derrick Henry for touchdown runs. I know. <laughs> it's a weird. It was a weird game. It was a good week. It was a weird game. You know, uh, going through the rest of our matchups in our league, we had uh, Michael Weatherhead. They were playing. Uh, this is my wife. Well, they were playing dog moms. This is my other wife. So, uh, yeah, that 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 yeah, was that... kind of one sided. Michael ended up winning that matchup pretty easily. To be fair, Dog Moms would have beat almost every team in the league this last week. Yeah, they actually, the only team they could not have beat this last week was me in my matchup and, and Michael. Yeah, that was the only two teams that they would have lost to and they did lose. Bum rap. Yeah, this next game though was uh, sort of a shock to me. I didn't see it going this way, but um, our good buddy uh, Wilson! Yeah, Mr. Uh, chili Dog. Sucking on a chili John, dog. of course. I thought this was going to be a lot closer game. Sorry, I got sucked into the chili dog. Sucking on the chili dog. It always gets you. Um, Yeah, no, it was a a great week to be the leading team in our league, I guess, man. I mean, Daniel has not been a bad team this year. No, um, but but, I mean, literally like the NFL, uh, Derrick Henry has been running over that league and also over fantasy football and you know well it, just, it, it always helps when your when your defense scores you 13 points oh yeah it yeah uh jace uh, aka fuck drafting early aka uh well he rolled on over your own personal jesus um, that, that was a 30 point uh, not quite 30 almost 22 point 22. spread and uh, it's a large large rounding up from 22 to 30 but I was looking at the first two numbers okay uh, but I mean that Deontay Johnson and, De- and DeAndre Swift uh, both were I mean, just explosive 24 plus points and just made that game very easy uh, last game that we had this week was Paris my cap is in Paris, and they going gorillas, huh? I don't even know what against, that means. Against Mr. Paris. Against Mr. Paris. Oh, my God. Oh, this is we, such a bad sound. I hate this sound. It I'm really, going to shorten that one, because it, it needs to be very short. Just like him. Just, well, he's a tall man. I'm talking about other aspects than his height. You would know better than I. Uh, well, hey, he came up short. It's France. He came up short, only 80 points, lost to uh, to Paris there. 
Not really a lot to talk about in this matchup, though. It was the lowest scoring matchup of our week, and uh, literally the highest scoring player was Lamar Jackson. But um, yeah, it's not it's not a pretty game to look at. We're gonna stop. Uh, moving on, moving on. We have our our black list. This is our no fly list. This is the players that are injured this week or have injury news. Um, I guess we can take it right off the top. I have to admit, I was wrong. And I need to get my little button. I used to have a button that was, uh, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. And it was a perfect drop because I used it all the time. I, I, I wonder why you used it all the time. Yeah. It pretty much just like writes up your life pretty well. But... Exactly. Well, I was wrong. Antonio Brown was not getting veteran rest. He's now been seen on crutches. And mm. even Arians is saying... This could be long term, which is like, which is I mean that offense is just so hot right now, and losing a weapon like him, I mean, hurts them as a football team, and if you have him on your team, it really hurts you as a fantasy team. Stop, stop, stop! I have him, <laughs> and you know that. I know. Um, ouch! The, the, this this next injury is probably going to be the most affected for fantasy. I think he was a really high draft pick. Uh, in fantasy, he's probably a bell cow running back. Miles Sanders of the Philadelphia Eagles back on injury. He was injured a few games ago, and we saw those backup running backs sort of step up. Um, that game, he came back, and they put them back on the burners and injured again. So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see these backup running backs step up next week. Yeah, looks like it's it's a mild ankle injury, but it's at least this next week, perhaps the next. I don't know when their bye is. I mean, with him already being injured this year, I'm assuming they're definitely going to want to rest him for this week and possibly an additional. Yeah. But uh, this is one I didn't even know, actually. this is I walked into the head- studio here this morning, this evening. And uh, you told me about this, and I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Well, so he, he was questionable last week. He... He, I don't believe he played to much effect, uh, if he played at all. But Terry McLaurin is still not pra- uh, not practicing, not participating in practice. Um, don't have much more details on that other than it being his ankle. Which, I mean, you're a running back. You're fucking cutting wide up receiver. field. All, excuse me, wide receiver. You're cutting up the field. I knew what I wanted to say because I talked about going up field. Um, you're cutting up field, you know, you're having to shove your fucking CBs back at the line. Like, yeah. you can't go out there half-assed. Um, although, Zach Wilson was doing that, but now he is out. That appears to be a knee injury of some sort. They haven't really classified it. I mean, I watched that game. Obviously, my uh, New England Patriots just destroying the Jets there. Um, never want to see a guy go out injured. Um, it didn't look like it was too hard of a hit and when he got twisted up. Um, obviously no one is going to be having Zach Wilson on their rosters or needing him as a starting quarterback in fantasy. Um, but it doesn't matter for that is that Corey Davis and, um, Michael Carter were both fantasy relevant this season. Flex considerations. Flex considerations. And Ben White looked horrible stepping in there. They just traded for Joe Flacco. Yeah. Uh, I just saw a little headline that, they will not he will not actually be on the team until Friday, which means he won't even log a full practice. Like you can't join the team until Friday because of COVID. Oh like, wow, yeah. I mean things. 
So, so it's going to be Ben White again, which yes. means that no Jets is going to be in play for fantasy. Um, right. Surprise, surprise. Start I mean, whatever defense is playing against oh, them, yeah. which would be Cincinnati. Yeah, de- definitely defense. defensive play of the week was is Cincinnati. I yeah. actually tried to pick him up on the waiver wire. So did I. I got beat Fuck out. you, Paris, by the way. Yeah, fuck you. fuck you, Paris, you fucking French fuck. He's actually from Seattle, but that's fine. You f- Seattle fuck. And there goes all our local audience. Uh, Gronk is back on the on the practice field. Tyrod Taylor has been designated to return from IR. Shaquan still injured. Yeah. Shepard still injured. Tony still maybe and injured. These are all Monday night football games. They they say that. I mean, it's Wednesday. We don't have perfectly clear info. At least some of these guys are going to be on the field. But the reality is, the Giants aren't really a dominant offense right now anyway they have weapons though and you know what they i like the weapons. quarterback and we, we're gonna talk about that later but um it's it still it sucks for the giants that all those guys are injured yeah michael gallup uh is gonna be returning from the ir for dallas here that's gonna be interesting playing the three wide receivers there are obviously all incredible weapons for dak so this is gonna just I, be a boost for dak i was gonna say dak is looking healthier now he's practicing today um but what i what i want to note in that You've seen a little bit of the upside capped on Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb over the last couple of weeks. Well, it's interesting. Amari Cooper started the season with, what, 39 points there? And since then, I think in the last six weeks, he's only scored 50 points. Yeah. So, so bring another weapon back. I don't know if it takes does it defenders t- yeah. off him or does it take receptions away from him. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a dual... Uh, it's going to be a double-edged sword, but... the. The point is, uh, keep watching out for that. I guess the last one we want to talk about is Nick Chubb, uh, supposedly going to be returning this week. To what relevance is a big question mark? Do you, I mean, the, do you throw him right back in, knowing what he can do for your offense? I would. I mean, he is arguably one of the most talented running backs in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm the Browns organization, like they need to throw him back in as well because everyone is injured and they need to get a win this week. I mean, they pulled one out last week with, um, who's the backup quarterback when Baker was out there? Um, Mullins, someone. No, it's not Mullins. I, Keenum. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. I knew it was. Oh man. Another Minnesota legend. Yeah. Another backup, but, um, he's floating around the league for years, but. They need to get some weapons back. Odell, Landry haven't been performing, injured, and but losing both running backs. I mean, Donis John- Johnson, man, that was one hell of a performance coming in. He does it every time. He gets called on for one game. He does it. And then the starters come back. Oh. It must be uh, It must be the old, you know, wallet on Nick Chubb going, hey, you're about to lose your income here, buddy. Because that's what I'd be thinking. I'd be. I don't think Chubb would have ever lost his income. Oh, that'd but, be a uh, Kareem Hunt. Was. Kareem Hunt definitely could cut. You could cut five million off your salary cap. There would be pretty nice for a team. Yeah. But. Uh, well, that kind of wraps up the the no fly list with all of our injuries, and uh, we're gonna step into a segment that we didn't quite have ready last week, but uh, we I mean we don't have the drops for anything. But this is a segment we're calling Meltdown, and it's promoted, uh, it's sponsored by Beecher's Handmade Cheese. That's a local Seattle cheese company. Uh, delicious shit. I mean, uh, they have a variety of cheeses. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and kisses. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. But 
seriously, I've never had a better Sunday football game than being able to walk into the kitchen, slap a fucking tray of world's best mac into the Oh, that mac is incredible. Especially when you go to the location and you get salmon in it. That that right there is the killer location. You know, you can absolutely, you can put whatever the hell you want in the at-home mac too and just throw it in the oven and go watch football for half an hour and it'll be ready for you. You don't have to do anything special. You know what would be really great in some mac and cheese is like some hot sausages or links into the mac and cheese. Like some spice, some sauce, some cheese. That would be the... I... I will have to, uh, I have an inside loop to the marketing team over at, uh, at Beecher's. I'll have to talk to my, my friend over there and we'll have to see if that's not something that can happen. That sounds pretty fucking good. Sounds pretty good. Uh, but for a little more context, this meltdown section is all the players who you would have hoped at least got near their projection, didn't completely bust on you. Who, uh, well, guess what? Did in fact bust. So there was quite a few this week too. Yeah, there there were a handful. Now, to be clear, we're really targeting the players who, who you truly expect a baseline from, and we're so far below it. These, uh, yeah, these are guys like that were drafted high that you were drafting to win every week, to play every week. Mm-hmm. And when they do performances like this, it hurts because these are your wide receiver ones, your tight end ones, your running back ones and twos but um i mean you really hate to see any guy bust but when you when you spend draft capital up on a guy these hurt so talking personally my the first one that comes to mind is tyler lockett i this last I mean, that week, was just a horrible game to watch it was painful well here's the fact without russell wilson that offense needs to be a running offense but they don't have running backs they don't have a line they don't have a line I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't think Pete Carroll knows what to do without Russell Wilson. So Tyler Lockett, who would have normally netted you at least his 11.8 projected, that's, with Russell Wilson, that's the floor, right? Usually on any other season throughout his career, I mean, 10 points easy with him. He got you only 2.8. 2.2, excuse me. I gave him a little bonus there. Um, You You still snuck out the win with him. Actually, I got wise. I benched him. Oh, look at that. Smart I know. man. I have I have the depth at wide receiver. With uh, with this kind of knowledge, man, people should be listening to us for some fantasy advice. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen. I was smart. <laughs> be be like me. Play Amon Ross St. Brown instead of Tyler Lockett yeah, and get guy, zero points. Amon St. Brown, who was going to give you <laughs> 9.4 points, but got you zero yeah, instead. Don't even. Don't even. He's, uh, wasn't, he's, he your, wasn't he your like, stream of the week last yeah, week? Yeah, he was my jet streamer. He was my yep. jet streamer. I'm going to go ahead and take a big fat L on that one. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. Know, one, of, one of my guys is the next guy up on this list. Uh, Darrell Williams from KC there. That was oh like, He was gosh. projected at 15 points against that uh, pretty loose... Tennessee defense, and uh, he ended up getting 6.5. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee was giving up gashes on the ground throughout the year, but... Um, they closed them. Yeah. They well, closed them. And the net closed around his quarterback. Patrick Mahomes was expected to be one of the top scorers of the week at 21 points projected. What did he get? 7.7. Oh, my God. And, you know, the thing is, there was not a single person in fantasy who was benching Patrick Mahomes yesterday like last weekend and um i'm pretty sure a majority of them took losses yeah that wouldn't surprise me uh when you expect a floor of i mean 
the worst game I can think of that I've ever seen him started was 15 or 16 points. Because he scrambles. I had him once uh, two years ago, and he gave me 4.6. Oh, his rookie year then, huh? Now, yeah, it was his rookie year, sure. and uh, he threw like two interceptions and had a fumble, and it was a bad game. Yeah. But he doesn't do it often, so no. it's very surprising when we he's, see this. He's got it out of the way early this year. It won't happen again more Hopefully. likely than not. Although they've I mean, not been that hot. That KC team needs to get a trade in there needs to work on that defense to try to win some games so they're not expecting Mahomes to throw for 400 yards because right now this season he's not able to do it yeah well it doesn't help that Clyde Edwards Hilaire hasn't been around but I know you know who's practically not been around this guy has been unexistent all season which I'm so surprised about well to be fair he has no quarterbacks um excuse me um he has the greatest quarterback in ginger history one of your people the red rocket himself andy dalton super bowl hero from super bowls 5 6 12 22 i don't know how many super bowls the man has played in did you just say that he was in a super bowl in the 70s yes he was born in the 70s i think he was born in the 80s i'm pretty sure he's 80 oh did we just age him yeah sorry andy well, the point is, Allen Robinson at the Bears has had either a less than stellar Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, who, I mean, that whole team is, it's not built to handle a rookie quarterback, which is why I think they would rather have Dalton out there. They'd rather have him getting his legs snapped, which I think I mean, is, I don't think it's coming down to the players. I think it's coming down to the coaches and, you know, Matt Nagy just over his head. Uh, I love how the, the fantasy footballers refer to him as the budget magician, because all that do you hear his press conferences? Oh. Well, I don't know that we can really talk about which quarterback's going to be starting. Andy Dalton's injured. Nick, uh, what's his name? Nick Foles is also I injured. With that for, I was yeah, saying. like, what do you are you <clears throat> are you really are you really going to play somebody other than your rookie while you're projected to lose every game? I mean, Come literally on. the best like analogy, like analysis of Matt Nagy comes from uh, Dan Katz at Barstool Sports, Big Cat himself, in oh your your doppelganger my doppelganger maybe uh well we should do some uh halloween costume uh pictures for the instagram and the uh twitter there but um he on monday just ripped apart the bears i mean he is a diehard bears fan from chicago and man you could really feel the pain in his voice like having to say like matt nagy is his coach of his chicago bears it's rough it's rough these people also seem to always have have jobs it doesn't make sense to me. That's coming from somebody who, for a few years, had Jim Tom- Tomusilla. I can't even say his name right. And then we had Chip Kelly. And then we had... The 49ers had a weird streak. You Chip Kelly? Yeah, it was like... It was a really... It what? Was, yeah, it wasn't good. When was... Was I in a coma when Chip Kelly was the coach of the 49ers? No, you were winning Super Bowls. Oh, yeah, of course we were. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, if we want to get into your fantasy playoffs, we're going to have to win this week. So we have some Jet Streamers coming at you next in our Jet Streamer segment. Uh, Guys guess, that are going to, like, take you above and beyond these wins this week. Yeah, we're trying We're trying to, to sift through. We're trying to pick you people who may not be clear or might actually still be on waivers for you so we didn't just throw darts at a board that had names on it yeah no we do that for other segments but jet streamers we actually we use our eyes and sometimes we use our beer addled minds he's talking about google we went on google and we yeah looked up there's names. also google yeah, um well i'll let you start off then mr google 
Okay, so last week I was two for three. So not horrible. I almost got three for three if I had chosen the correct New England running back. Yeah, who were who were those again? You had I last week had Van Jefferson, uh, Tua, and Stevenson, who was Ramondre Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson of the New England Patriots, and it ended up being Bolden and JJ Taylor and Harrison of the Patriots. Harris, yeah, yeah. Uh, who all had uh, 15 points and above, and so I chose the only New England Patriot running back who had zero. But, so I'm going to go for three for three this week. I'm going to start it off with Daniel Jones of the Giants. This is a matchup I love. The guy, I think, has the talent to be an NFL quarterback. Um, would be great if some of these injuries come back this week. I was if Tanyan, say. if Shaquan... Uh, Barkley can get back. This is going to be great for Daniel Jones. Right. Um, next guy I have is actually, this is going to be a double. It's sort of a cheat. I'm going to take Boston Scott and Gainwell, the Philadelphia running backs. Uh, this is Miles Sanders is injured. We said this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Gainwell was probably one of the top fantasy uh, waiver priorities this week. Boston Scott is probably still out there. You can grab him today. You grab him tomorrow. And they're going to be in a timeshare. Well, and and you have to know Boston Scott has been there way longer than Gainwell. He knows Boston Scott, well. he knows it well, and he's he tends to be looked at in the red zone opportunities oh, a lot. Great hands as well. Like yes. one of the best receiving backs in the NFL. Just doesn't get enough playing time to really make an eye for himself. Yeah. And this is my dark horse of the week. It's going to be KJ Osborne of Minnesota. This guy is surrounded by talent in Justin Jefferson and Thielen. He is still somehow carving nine now, targets yeah. a week. Yeah. He's, he's had one week this season where he's had less than five targets. Yeah. Which is incredible when you think of the two wide receivers ahead of him take every look, you would think. Well, I think what's really changed that offense for this three wide receiver sustainability is Kyle Rudolph shipped out, and you haven't seen any tight end in there that really has that same level of relevance into... Yeah, I don't even know I, who their tight end is right now. I, I couldn't actually tell you. Irv Smith was... Yeah, he was. He got injured. He got start. injured. So... Maybe, maybe they're just not playing with the tight end this year. <laughs> I highly doubt that. But um, also, I do have friends in Minnesota, so if they do need a tight end, uh, call me. I can hook you up with some guys that are like 6'3 and a couple hundred pounds. So that's all you need, right? The blocking tight end. Uh I'll move on to my jet streamers. Last week I was also two for three, but my one was a stinker. I gave everybody Amon Ross St. Brown. To be fair, you I also one. had him. <laughs> you were the only one who actually picked him up. Yeah, I, I was probably the only one who played him. I had been uh, I'd been drinking the Kool-Aid. I'd been thinking that, hey, he's got the targets. I want to say it was Cephas or someone was out, and I was like, hey, this is it. This is his chance. Nothing. Not I think I've already said two targets, nothing. Um but this week, I'm going to tell you at the quarterback position, I'm looking at Carson Wentz. I don't know what it is about... He looked, he looked great last weekend. He did. Well, and I just think... I think they're starting to get their legs under him. The Colts are starting to realize Carson Wentz can't do a whole lot. And even if he's going to give you a dumbass fumble, or... I, that To me, that was an interception against the 49ers, where he like fell forward and basically did this to the linebacker. Oh my gosh. I didn't get to watch the game. I only saw the highlights. Uh, they did not. I don't remember seeing this one, but. Uh, it was pretty bad. I mean, that game was a deluge, and he's not going to be playing like that this week. So I think they they plan enough for him, and he has enough weapons that he's going to be relevant. 
I also think if you're looking for a running back streamer, look at Samaj P. Ryan. He did take up a lot of the mantle with Joe Mixon being a little iffy this last week. That's looking to continue. I think they're going to keep Joe Mixon on a short leash. They're going to make sure that he's healthy before they really put the bulk of that backfield back on him. Yeah. And I mean, Cincinnati is moving the ball well enough. And they're playing against the Jets this week. so Yeah, that's also, I mean, that's basically free points. Yeah, the, that defensive line looked horrible. I mean, you had three New England running backs score 15 points. Yeah. So they, The running backs for New England scored a combined four touchdowns so yeah. there's there's are, gonna be a there's gonna be a high score there. there's tons of value <clears throat> running back against the jets right now uh and lastly this is a bit of a last man standing situation not the tim allen tv show this is the green bay wide receiver room if you have lazard and Devonte adams out because of covid put marquez valdez scantling onto your team and start him not in your flex because it's a thursday night game put him in your in your regular wide receiver spot he is going to just soak up targets i also think tunyon will get a ton of targets but it's to be seen how valuable he is with those targets based on what he's done so far that said we'll talk about him more in another uh new segment for the week which is our noise canceling segment this is a uh this is a segment where, like when you're on a stressful-ass airplane and you throw on those noise-canceling headphones, you just stop giving a shit about what's being said around you. The crying baby three rows up, the rich wow, pont who's wow. spilling his beer everywhere. No. You have those in, you're at peace. Um, Bose, this segment has been kind of custom-made for you. Call me. Please. Tweet us at FF Airlines. Let's get this started. Uh, or you can call him at 206. No, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> so, uh, no, effectively, this is we're, these are players that we're trying to cancel out the narrative of because there's absolutely no way they're going to stay the way they've been. And we're trying to make this an every other week sort of event. So I'm going to start off with somebody that I'm trying to cancel the noise on, and that's Tyler Lockett. Now, I Why, just... What, what is your opinion of Tyler Lockett? I, honest to God... He's the most liked guy in the NFL. Oh, he's very likable. Yeah. I think as far as fantasy is concerned, people view him as inconsistent. Especially this year, that looks like it's very much the case. Even with Russell Wilson, he had a couple of down games. So what? Those were also horrible games for the offense. True. They had no running game established in those games. And as soon as Russell went out, you saw him go from a bench of about, like a, a benchmark of about eight points a game at a bad game to two. Yeah. To two. So to me... You can see that Geno Smith is not Russell Wilson. Nobody has to tell you that. But, but does Cam Newton come into Seattle? Oh, I have no idea. Let's not, I don't want to speculate on that here. But what I will say is, if you are a team who is doing well, you are, you're out in front, you have the depth, you already have a great starting roster, Tyler Lockett is somebody I'd be absolutely laser-focused targeting because when he gets Russell Wilson back, you have one of the best upside plays for all your fantasy football playoff matchups. So you're saying if you have Tyler Lockett, are you trying to sell him? I mean, if you have Tyler Lockett and you're in a position where you need to win to get in, I'm just going to be transparent. I have Tyler Lockett. I'm two and five. I'm in the bottom three in my league. I need to win now to get in. Tyler Lockett will not help me win now in the next three weeks. So I'm trying to flip him for someone who can so who, who are you targeting to try to trade for? Well, this is where we finally dropped the curtain. I sent a trade off. Well, actually, I'll, I'll, 
I'll start even earlier. Yeah. Austin, early this morning, sent me a trade offer. He wanted to give me uh, Elijah Mitchell, a running back, for it was Javante Williams, Javante Williams running back, running back for Denver. Denver. Not bad, you know. I'm a 49er fan too. That's always got a little factor into uh, it. That's what I was like. Yeah, I'm giving you a guy that you could root for. Well, and he's been efficient, right? It wasn't a bad trade, but I'm looking at that and I'm going, man, we see Jeff Wilson Jr. coming back soon. Like, I might be able to to squeak a couple of wins out, but I also need something that isn't going to necessarily like Javante Williams has taken up the share for Melvin Gordon. He's slowly <sighs> getting more and more efficient. He's got, he is efficient. It's still, yeah. it's still, uh, it's, a it, it's still a 50 50. It's a 50 50 there. If I'm going to say this, Melvin Gordon bumps his car into a, into a, a bollard on the side of the road, they're going to say, oh, well, we should probably hold him out. You know, we should, we should keep him That's safe. That's the argument for every player in fantasy. Ah, oh, if he gets injured, every, every match. Sure. Amon St. Brown will every, look like Devontae Adams. Every if. backup will look amazing <laughs> the second that the starting player gets injured. But I saw that trade offer and I thought, let's go bigger. So I put together a trade package where I send Antonio Gibson, recently cleared of his injury designation that was been plaguing him for the last couple of weeks. I said Tyler Lockett and I Austin, who is five and two in our league, who's doing well, who's out front. I said, let me take a look at James Robinson, who the way that Jacksonville is playing this year, there's no way that James Robinson is going to be able to sustain what he's doing. He can't carry the whole team on his back. He'd have to go get himself a Theragun, also not a sponsor yet but you know like he can't carry the team on his back so he's gonna be good until something tragic happens and then i'm gonna be upset but i need those wins in the meantime and i said austin you can withstand victories and then you can play tyler lockett in your fantasy playoffs probably against some schmuck like me and just make... let's let's be honest you're not making the fantasy playoffs i have a 13 percent chance buddy so you're saying there's a chance. But I, uh, to get back to it, don't buy the noise. Tyler Lockett's bad now, but if you have the ability to put him on your bench and let him let him let Russell Wilson get healthy, then you have, oh, you, I have yeah, you have 100%. a flex with wide receiver one upside, or oh. you have a wide receiver two. I, I 100% agree. And I mean, like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, oh after this podcast, I'm probably going to go accept this trade and make Ooh. Connor buy me a beer. Hey... Uh, but you know what? We'll wait till the mics are off to get into the nitty gritty of that because we have to move on. I know. Who's, who's the, you dropped this guy on our list. I dropped this guy. You know what? I was sort of like reading a few articles this morning and I was just like, man, everyone's like, Tanyan, tight end of the Green Bay Packers is back. You know what? He had an amazing season last year, 12 touchdowns. Everyone's like, he's going to have touchdown regression and he has, he has been a bust this year. And then all of a sudden, last week, he scored a decent game. Um, and everyone was like... It was like 16 points almost, I want yeah, to say. Uh, yeah, literally just under 16 points. He had some receptions. He had 70-something yards and a touchdown. And then there was the COVID analysis for Lazard and Adams. And everyone was like, Tanya, Tanya, top wide uh, tight end this week. Top tight end this week. And you know what? Is he a good tight end? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really skilled in the red zone. But the issue is they're playing the Cardinals. Yeah. And I don't feel this noise that everyone is chirping is going to be a thing. People are going to pick him up. They're going to play him thinking, oh, he had a touchdown last week. Everyone's injured. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball to his favorite guy now. 
it's still the Cardinals, guys. This is a team that's seven and zero. Um, they are making everyone look silly, yeah. and it's a thirty. So, Aaron Rodgers, guys, sick coming on a short week. <sighs> Unfortunately, Rodgers is not going to be Rodgers, and I don't see Tanya being in the top fifteen tight ends this week. Interesting. I'm very curious to see what does happen because it. Everything points to targets vacated, therefore he's got to be relevant. I mean, yes, there is the math, right? I but, mean, but there's also targets football is plus a next... open guy equals points. Sure. But you have to be open to get those receptions. Well, and football is a next man up sport. You're not just going to go have Marcus Valdez, Scantling, and Tunyon as your only two wide, or targets down the field. There's going to be other people. I mean, everyone's Randall Cobb. AJ um, Jones, man. AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones. AJ Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. You just, if they could just be one person. Oh, that, that would, would be... be. I mean, it's called Derrick Henry. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, Derrick Henry's a cheat code. Man, right now. I know. Like, I, I'm sounding like Jace, but man, I'd suck that man's dick if I could win fantasy football league. Well, you heard it here first. If anybody can get inside the Titans locker room and spread this news, uh, well, we have a Twitter account, so just <laughs> hit us up. Uh, no, uh, jeez. I have another noise-canceling candidate here. Um, it's actually Derek Henry. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Derek Henry's going to be a, a beast of a man for the rest of his life. For My, the last three seasons until he breaks. Yeah, that's true. Again, you want to talk about carrying a team. Uh, you know who's not carrying their free share? I just talked about him indirectly. Trevor Lawrence. Man. <sighs> Here's the thing. You have, you have the, the crown placed upon your head. Number one draft pick. You go into a team that, on paper, doesn't look horrible. You have DJ. No, they had some great weapons there. DJ Chark looked good last year. <laughs> they had one of the best running backs in the league last year in James Robinson. They add Travis Etienne, who obviously got injured like immediately. Yeah, unfortunately. But, but you have a team that really shouldn't be as bad as it is. Here's the thing. Sure, you maybe need to adjust Mr. Golden Boy down to more like Mr. Silver Boy. But once you can accept that he's Mr. Silver Boy, he's going to stabilize. What happens when you play in the NFL? You get experience. What happens when you get experience? You start to look like Tom Brady. Anybody remember how dorky and crappy Tom Brady looked at football? Just looked, look at him run even now, all right? <laughs> the there... guy is pure athlete. I mean, what are you talking about? <sighs> He has he is a thousand yard rushing quarterback over twenty two seasons over twenty two seasons <laughs> or whatever season he's on now. I don't think I don't think it's twenty yet. Yeah, no way. He was drafted in two thousand. Fuck. All right. <laughs> I was six years old when he was drafted. Yeah. So 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 was most of the league. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, I I guess what I'm saying here is. At the end of this season, you're going to see some plus matchups where you might be able to consider Trevor Lawrence. Don't buy into what's going on now. I'm not saying pick him up right now at all. God knows. But I'll also say this. If it's Dynasty League, would you hold him through this season for Dynasty? I would because they're on their way to get another top prospect. They're on their way to get a, a top flight wide receiver. You know what I mean? And then maybe a, a defense or an offensive line piece because that's what he, ne- he needs O-line. I don't know that he needs a wide receiver weapon. You know what he needs is a fucking new coach. I was just going to say, this season, if 
another girl dances on Coach Meyer's lap and he gets fired, you can absolutely trust that Trevor Lawrence is going to be relevant. You know every single man in Jacksonville is like giving his wife like a drink and be like, go find him. Go give him a dance. We need a new coach. Oh my gosh. I, I'm surprised that there is not... It's also the swinger capital of America, so maybe. <laughs> oh God. I, I'm surprised that there are some teams out there that don't have a fan base that is more actively a pro, uh, like there's more animus towards their head coaches because there are some teams, man, where it's they, they truly are a head coach away from being okay. I'm not saying they're going to suddenly be good, but they can start building. Like, I, I mean, think you give the Jets... not the whole dream of the NFL. Everyone's equal because we have a salary cap and we can all become good teams. Sure. I mean, certainly some organizations are capable of that, but then you have organizations run by people that you wouldn't Arthur really... Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but can... they have cheap hot dogs at the stadium. So. Cheap hot dogs. He knows how to make money. I don't know that he knows how to make a football team. No. Uh, here, the, I'll, I'll kick it back over to you for our last noise-canceling candidate. This was your choice. No, oh, funny about uh, Arthur Davis here and some cheap hot dogs in Atlanta. You know what is cheap? Cordell Patterson, because that man is on playing his heart out right now on a small contract. But you know who they paid this offseason was Mike Davis. I was going to say. And that man is eating some hot dogs right now in the stands because Cordell Patterson is picking away every opportunity of a touchdown. Um, this was a guy at, drafted super high. Usually round, I think his ADP was a fifth rounder. In our league, he went in the fourth. Fantasy drafts, you're saying. Fantasy yeah, yeah. drafts, yeah. Um, and Atlanta's paying him a lot of money. And um, the coach of Atlanta just came out this week and was saying, Oh, Cordell's going to be sitting back now, and Mike Davis is our starting running back, and he's going to be get being the bell cow again. And what? Why are you even trying to lie to us? You're yeah. really going to sit there and be like, the best player right now in the NFL, Cordell Patterson? Yeah, he's just a backup, and he'll come in for special teams again. No, you're going to be riding Cordell Patterson, so don't even do this noise of saying, oh, we're going to ride Mike Davis as our bell cow. Right. Well, it's like every time they talk about their running back room, it's... We're going to continue to be gadgety with Corderell, and we're going to just give Mike Davis the ball. Even on just straight up, like, eye formation running plays, you're seeing Corderell do something with the damn ball. Oh, the guy can run. He can... He's elusive. Kick uh, kick returns, punt returns, wide receiver. Um, I mean, this was a guy who came into the league as a first-round draft pick. Like, he was expected to do this from day one. It's taken him seven years to get his feet running i mean he he's he's flashed at times he has a super bowl ring that's true um uh, he has a couple pro bowls every player that ever was on the patriots from 2005 to 2015 but you know what 2018 put some respect i I don't care put some respect i don't care put some respect on the name you guys are the yankees of football whoa no 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 not even close we and that Guys, we're cutting this one. We're going right to turbulence right now because these are fighting words. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Let's let's just go ahead and barrel roll straight into straight into our turbulence section where we we talk random shit. I think You're, we have to go off of now. It's like who are the Yankees of every sport? The Yankees. Of, well, well, first of all, let's make sure we classify what we mean by the Yankees, because the assholes Yankees, who no one likes who spends all the money to win. 
So I would contest, and you're not going to like this, but the Yankees aren't even the Yankees of baseball anymore. No, they're not actually. They're, they're the second Yankees of baseball. They're right they're the baby Yankees. They're the baby. The uh, daddy Yankees. Daddy Yankees is three, the, two, one. Dodgers. The Dodgers. Yes. Fuck there the we Dodgers, go. Dude. Fuck the Dodgers. I'm, I'm Those, a, how do they have so much money? Is there a salary cap in baseball? No. Oh, okay, that makes sense because. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers are spending two trillion dollars right now on the roster. I feel. Uh, yeah, actually, if you look at Biden's new health or new uh, infrastructure plan that they're putting forward, the three trillion dollar one. Three trillion. Yeah. The that would be the largest expenditure in like forty years, except for the LA Dodgers' salary. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm as a Sox fan, like the fact that they were able to take Mookie off us, and and then add Trey Turner midseason. Yeah. And like and pay price and pay, what's what's the shortstop's name there? Belling Bella Bellinger. Oh God, yeah. Well, he's been, he was a an absolute dud for the last half of the season. Without getting bogged too much into baseball, I just have to say, fuck the Dodgers, fuck the Yankees, and fuck major league baseball for not putting in a salary cap i know i mean to be fair it like baseball's america's sport and capitalism is america's pastime um so it makes sense that america's sports pastime is being capitalist pigs but what bothers me about it is you're never gonna see a tampa bay team have enough money to contest with a San Francisco, an LA, a New York. Should we Boston. tell them Tampa Bay won the World Series a few two years ago? Any team can go win the World Series. I mean, look at the Giants this year. We had nobody. Our team was like four retiring former World Series winners, and then like <laughs> a bunch of fucking randos. We traded for a, a Yankee that no one wanted, and he saved us two. I mean, games. using using Tampa Bay, or like I should now call it Tampa Bay, oh, because it's go a, away. It's a championship city now, but it's pretty much just baby Boston. I mean, the the thing, Tampa Bay is an example, Cincinnati. Like, there are just teams... Is Tampa Bay the Yankees of football now? No. I mean, they spent a lot of money to bring guys in. Like, they brought in... They brought in Antonio Brown. They bought in Fournette. They brought in Njuko on defense. They brought in Tom Brady. Um, They brought in Sherman. They bring in all these big-name players... Like, I mean, these are guys coming in the end of their career. And Juco fucking had 12 sacks last year, end of his career. And he, but he's getting a massive contract for a veteran. Do you mean Indomitian Sue? Yeah, whatever. Okay. I was, like, confused for a moment because I'm like, you've got to be talking about someone I know. But you're you're right. I mean, okay. Tampa Bay. like, that's what the Yankees do. The Yankees just go out, buy the biggest stars. They have, like, two players that they develop. And yeah. then they build the rest of the roster around it. Yeah, they just go out and buy They're like, hey, you, you did well on... The Seahawks five years ago. Come play for us. Oh, you won. You're the greatest quarterback of all time. Come play for us. Oh, you are one of the greatest defensive ends. Come play for us. Yeah. Like, Tampa Bay is argue. I mean, like, like give you it know, to them. Like, to be, to be fair, to be fair, L.A. almost had the double whammy. The Rams, two years before, no, not even, the year before Tom went to Tampa Bay. Yeah. The Rams were like, that give me Aaron year. Donald. That was when Ndamukong Sue was with the Rams. Yeah, Ndamukong Sue was there. That's when they traded for Ramsey. That's when they had, um, oh my God, they had like three or four aging, like, superstar CBs that they were going through. Uh, uh, Marcus AJ, Peters. AJ Boyer. Yeah, AJ Bouye. Marcus Peters was there for a bit. Yeah. I mean, like. And then, um, but who's I, the running back? Man, I'm blanking. He's fallen out of the league so quickly there. 
Not girly. girly. I guess it was girly. Yeah, yeah it was girly. That was his last year. And they gave there. him a massive contract, and then the next year they cut him. Yeah. So what happens when you score three points in the Super Bowl? And then Mr. Uh, Mister Atlanta there was like, hey, Todd Gurley washed up, broken knees. Why not? Hey. Yeah. I mean, now he's nowhere, but. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like Rams are, you know, I. I don't think the Rams are anymore. Not the they, way that, I mean, trading for Stafford brings them close. I think it, I think it's Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay may now be the Yankees of the NFL. Yeah. Just bringing in every big name and just running up scores now. Well, now, here's a question. I don't follow basketball too closely. Oh, this one's an easy question. Easy answer, though. I'll give it to you in two seconds. Ask me the question. Is it Brooklyn Nets? It's the Brooklyn Nets. Holy crap, I knew that. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets is, well, it's New York, guys. And the New York team of the Yankees of, wait, let me rephrase this. They are the, they are the Yankees They're the Yankees of basketball. basketball because they're down the street from the Yankees. They just learned from them. I mean, this well, is a team that brought in freaking Durant, Harden, and Kyrie anti-vaxxer Irving. I mean, they also had... Wasn't it DeMar Rosen? Or did they have to give up DeMar Rosen? They gave up DeMar. That's just... I don't... Yeah, I'm not a big NBA guy, but man, that, that team is like the evil I, empire yeah, of I, basketball. Yeah, I just remember watching them like assemble their team and I go... I to mean, be fair, though, like, the Yankee, uh, the um, the Lakers have also done the exact same thing by bringing well, right. in like Westbrook, The, the Lakers LeBron, are Tampa Bay. Yeah. The Lakers are Tampa Bay. They're, they're a team that's Get all generally old good. aging stars and just like... Oh, Kim, LeBron, come on. Yeah, if, everyone if just wants to go say, in the banana boat with LeBron. That's what everyone wants to do. Stupid. It's absolutely stupid. It's just funny because you see people... Yeah. People... I find that I tend to be uh, really against players who reach the pinnacle of their careers and then get like well loved by everyone. I've been a known uh, hater of Russell Wilson. That's mo- the that's biggest hater of Russell. That's Wilson. that's mostly based on personality. He he plays well, whatever. LeBron, yeah, he plays well, but I just there's something about players. See, I love LeBron because he is actually genuinely such an amazing human. Like he spends so much of his wealth giving to charities. He's opened up schools. He just opened up the LeBron Institute, who was done by an amazing architecture firm here in Seattle. Um, hire me, Olson Kundig, and Bangs and Olufsen. <laughs> Bangs and Olufsen. Ooh, good. Uh, but like I think LeBron's just a great person, so it's like tough to hate him. Oh, I, I hate I, him I, as I a Celtics as a Celtics fan. I hate him. I, well, I'm as a Warriors fan. I hate him. But because, um, you know we yeah, had to whoop his ass a few times. But um, but as a human, I think he's probably that's the greatest fair. greatest sports icon my, of the last century. My animosity to LeBron is is much lower than my animosity to yeah. Russell Wilson. So we have one last American sports league, which is probably my favorite actually major league soccer holy crap right la galaxy absolutely the yankees of the fucking major league soccer i'm not disagreeing with that one but the the fact that you think i like the mls they bring in beckham they bring in zlatan or not zlatan Uh, they did bring in zlatan oh they did they did i mean like come on Next thing you know, when I'm Cristiano Ronaldo when Cristiano Ronaldo wants to retire, you know where he's going to go? He's going to say, I want to go to the LA Galaxy. Is Thanks, boys. Is this like a prank on me right now? <laughs> but yeah, I, 100%. LA Galaxy is just, they spend money like crazy. 
Um, that, the MLS does have a weird system of designated players. So yeah. you can only have so many big name players from overseas. Yeah. Um, Isn't it like a tier system? They it's a tier. Like, yeah, multiple, exactly. Yeah. Like how much you pay for them, how much they made, or like if they played in the top five leagues in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, the MLS is the biggest joke of a professional sports league. Well, it, it'll never get the attention of other sports. Well, the issue is that they almost have it. They have the money behind it. There's mm-hmm. enough people here. There's more people in LA than there is Manchester. You could easily have a full stadium there. You have true populations that are willing to watch it, but the league is just holding themselves down. So I think the New York Yankees and the MLS is the MLS by them just being greedy to take as much money as they want instead of they're actually not helping, helping the grow. league. Mm-hmm. That's who the New York Yankees are because they're just money-hungry, the league. But the last American sports league is the NHL. Horse racing. Okay, go <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So hockey. John will be very interested to hear this. John actually used to be, well, he used to actually run a hockey podcast. So he's going to have an opinion. Okay, John. Pressure's on. I mean, so hockey. Getting back to Canada's sport, my home country here. Uh, we just got to watch this weekend. The Seattle Kraken play their first home game. Was a loss to the Canucks. Go fuck yourself, Canucks. Uh, but the New York Yankees of the NHL historically was the Montreal Canadiens. They were the bad boys of the league. They won the oh. most leagues. Everyone hated them. They poached all the best players. It used to be the Montreal Canadiens. Luckily, over the last decade, the Montreal Canadiens have been ir relevant and the new new york yankees of the nhl is tampa bay oof lightning the biggest cheaters in nhl history have you heard the the controversy what happened why tampa bay won the nhl no no what this is actually i'm sitting here kind of in awe because this is like a whole new world it's like guys this isn't a football podcast anymore we're a hockey podcast we're going to talk hockey and why tampa bay lightning sucks yeah we're going to talk about all four quarters of of hockey so one 2004 tampa bay lightning beats the calgary flames my hometown team off of a bullshit call of a no goal being called back because the video couldn't prove that the puck crossed Cheated to win the the Stanley Cup then. This last year, the biggest cheat in sports history. The NHL has a salary cap. But a guy who is on the IR doesn't count to your salary cap, so then you can sign players in his to fill that space. Hmm. If you go over the salary cap, there's obviously a tax and you get fined. For the playoffs, though, if you're maxed out with your roster, with your salary cap... That guy who would count an additional $8 million over your salary cap can come back and not count. There's no salary cap for the playoffs. So you can hide best players all season injured and then bring them for the playoffs Ooh. and go over. So the Tampa Bay Lightning was $8 million over the salary cap of every other NHL team through the playoffs. They also had an additional man now because they brought back the guy from the HR and they won that way. I mean, to me, that just sounds prudent. Like, if you know that's something you can do, why not do it? I mean, there's unspoken rules in every sport. You don't, you don't do them. That's fair. Like in like baseball, like you don't like claim waivers, or in football, you don't claim waivers on a guy when he's like going to retirement. It's like there's things that you don't do in sports because 
there is loopholes in every sport. In baseball, you don't make a claim for a minor leaguer who's been assigned for thing when you know that he's getting traded, actually. And it's just like a loophole thing that baseball does. Absolutely fair. It's just like, like I said, this is like a whole new world. This is like finding out about... uh, But my analogy comes back is that the New York Yankees are dirty cheats and we use money to win and Tim and Bay also use money to win and cheated, so... I mean, if we're talking cheating, then... Uh, Astros. Well, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> fuck the Astros. Yeah. I think uh, I think our good friend out in Atlanta, WT, would be happy to hear us say, go Braves. Go Braves this season, man. I think they need, a, they need a little redemption from the 99 World Series. I mean, literally anyone but the Astros. All I can say, though, is thank you, Braves. Because it was until I knew the Astros were in the World Series, it was... Anyone but the Dodgers. So you've... And now it's anyone but the Astros. Yeah. But you know what? Who cares? It's football season now. It's football, baby! Hey, and we are... uh, I don't know, man. We're two in a row now. We're two in a row. This is two weeks on the track. Two weeks, It's not the first two weeks of the season, but it's our first two weeks. I mean, this this is like... this This is like almost like it's like playoff football for us. Well, you know what it is? All the other podcasts, they've been running for at least the last seven weeks. They don't know what bullshit to talk about anymore. But we're fresh legs. Yeah. We're fresh legs. We're coming into that backfield and we're just going to shake it up. I'm Michael Phelps, man. I'm like coming through the water like a shark. Oh, you're not nearly as svelte, but that's okay. That's okay. But I look just as good in a one piece. I'll have to take your word for it. I will say you probably smoke as much as Michael Phelps. No, wait, he, he, I don't know. No, not with his lungs. No, no. no. Uh, we're getting off topic. But you know what? We're going to go ahead and let everyone go. Thank you for listening again to another episode of Flight of Fantasy. Flight of Fantasy. And uh, we'll be back again next week. You can always give us suggestions. You can ask to be a guest. We have a guest segment that we have yet to avail of our avail ourselves of. Okay, who, who wants me to cut his mic now? <laughs> <laughs> you can always find us at Twitter. That's at FF Airlines. And, uh, well, if you know me, you just know how to get a hold of me or Austin. So, have a great night, everyone. Cheers, and, everyone. Uh, best of luck in your matchups. Cheers.